Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everybody and here we're at another episode of Through the Game Vine. Today we're going to be talking about not so good news. There's a lot of uh, bad news that released last year. A little bit of a controversial beef between a few gaming companies. And I'm going to try to end it off on a good note. Some interesting information and an uh, uh, interesting topic to think about. So getting right into it. Microsoft lays off about 1,900 people. This is following the Activision and Microsoft merger. Uh, due to the merger... Uh, Microsoft had a few redundancies within departments, as you can expect, two large gaming companies uh, merging. You're going to have a lot of departments that are going to be overcrowded with uh, people who do the same thing, the same tasking, forcing some people to have to go. Uh, Though it is anticipated with a merger this large between two companies uh, so big, it's still... Uh, is unpleasant news for the 1900 that got informed that you know they no longer had a job and they had to start looking elsewhere that may have worked for blizzard for a decent amount of time and now has to look for something else to do hopefully microsoft is working with them to either uh, redistribute the employees to try to get more to stay or to help and kind of what's the word i'm thinking of uh guide all the remaining employees to find new jobs or settle uh, in other departments or other, uh, not departments, uh, other companies. Oh my goodness, my mind blanked for a second. Uh, In other companies, I know a lot of companies that were doing layoffs were trying to, you know, do severance packages and, you know, plans on what they could do and where they could apply to uh, due to the ample amount of layoffs that happened last year and even more this year. Uh, and that's basically what we're talking about for a big bulk of today. Uh, Black Forest Games uh, has reported that they have also cut 50% of their employees, which is, you know, just more layoffs adding to the year. Uh, People Can Fly, which is the creators of Outriders, lays off about 30 employees. Now, with those three news, there is uh, even more news that I'm not trying to look over, but if we're going to be talking about layoffs, it could be a very long conversation uh, going off the course of this whole month. We already passed last year's numbers. Uh, last year's total numbers of layoffs uh, has already been surpassed by the layoffs that occurred in January. Um, I was talking to a few other people in, uh, in the gaming industry, a few programmers, a few uh, coders, and basically what I heard is, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people could uh, draw this conclusion pretty easily, but 
people are hired for projects and for specific uh, time frames, almost like seasonal employees. And so a lot of layoffs do usually happen at the beginning and towards uh, mid end of the year. Hence why we're hearing about a, a lot of layoffs last year. It doesn't make it any more good news or doesn't make it any more excusable. I feel like companies should have a little bit more of a plan on how to treat these employees and a better way to systematically have this income so people aren't fluctuating in and out of a job depending on when projects are going to or not going to come out. It just seems like a difficult way of living because programmers, coders can't truly determine or depict how long projects are going to last, when they're going to need a new project. But that's a conversation for a lot more people way more involved in companies uh, that make those decisions. Hopefully, uh, everyone that lost their jobs is able to land on their feet and find good places to work, places that they could stay long-term and have a really good uh, uh, career there. But enough about the negative news or uh, that type of negative news. Uh, Power, Power World revealed what future updates would look like for their game. If you aren't aware, Power World's I'm tripping over that word for some reason, but Power Words is a game that came out for early access or beta. Uh, It's free on Game Pass if you have it. It's on beta on Steam, not on PS5 yet. A lot of people are talking about whether it's going to go there or not, but that still is just the rumor rumor mill for now. Oh my goodness, words. Um, But it hasn't been concretely stated or uh, set out if they're going to PS5 and if so, when? I'm sure they will eventually. It's money lost if they don't. And they already made so much money off of Steam and off their Game Pass deal. It just makes sense to go on PlayStation unless the Game Pass deal uh, was also one for exclu- exclusivity uh, from their console. Now, some of the new features is uh, new islands, new pals, as would be expected with a game like this. Uh, new boss encounters, which is like the biggest feat. Of this uh, new updates or what's to come and new tech. The interesting thing about the new tech, it raises questions on an increase in level cap. As the tech is given to you as you advance in each level, if they're adding new tech, is it going to be like you just learned more for each level? So when they add it, you just learn everything you would have learned uh, if you were to start the game then. Or if they're going to expand the level cap uh, higher where you would learn these new, uh, how to craft these new technologies at a higher level. So interesting things to think about. If you've seen Power Pal World, you also know it has a lot of similarities for a very popular game created by Nintendo, which is uh, Pokemon. Uh, similar features, you cap, uh, capture monsters, you use them to battle. Power World does add a little bit more of a crafting and survival aspect to it than Pokemon does differ a little bit, but a lot of the issues is in regards to the creature, the creature cap capturing, and the design of the creatures. There has been reportedly an, a ridiculous amount of similarities between many creatures, creature types, drawings, designs, and outlines, with rumors of AI just basically copying uh, their homework, but altering it just a tad bit so it breaks uh, copyright. Uh, or so it doesn't break copyright infringement. Pokemon has released an official statement on the matter, stating uh, 
We have received many inquiries regarding another company's game release in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to Pokemon. We will continue to cherish and nurture each and every Pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through Pokemon in the future, the Pokemon company. Now, that just kind of states that they're going to look into it. It doesn't really state if there's going to be much action take, uh, took, in, taken, took, much, much action uh, on the matter. Uh, my, my mind is like all over the place today, so bear with me. Uh, today's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode, but it doesn't say what matters are going to be taken. I don't think Pokemon really has too much of a case here. There's a lot of issues and a lot of people that uh, tried to sue companies, game songs, off similarities. Uh, I'm not too sure if Power World is basing itself off of a parody design, which does kind of make it legal to my knowledge on law, which is not too vast, so... I could be wrong, or if just the slight alterations does break it on, break it away from that line, even if it's just by like a few centimeters, because as Pokemon does have the rights to the intellectual property of the game, it does not have the rights to the concept of capturing and battling Pokemon creatures or mechs, because you see in many other games a similar, similar style of combat in mechs. Maybe not capturing, but building, battling, and stuff like that. And it's a it's a common thing in multiple games. What the controversy for this one is just the similarity in its creatures' designs. Aside from that, it 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 is a lot more than just Pokemon with guns, which is what a lot of people say it is. There's a unique mechanic to it, a different survival build type game i recommend checking it out and stuff like that interest you if you have xbox it's free on game pass so feel free to check it out before i just uh go on a rant about aspects of the game i'm sure we'll talk about it uh more later on another podcast or when the game fully releases out of beta or early access now next on today's list is nintendo's new uh announcement on pastel pink joy cons that will launch with the princess peach showtime game uh so it matches a little bit more of princess peach's vibe i'm sure a lot of people would be excited to see that i know uh, a bunch of people who would love to get it day one my brother collects uh my brother and his wife my sister-in-law collects almost every joy con you could think of so i'm sure this is one they're going to be adding to their agenda uh well, not their agenda, but their uh, portfolio of Joy-Cons and remotes. Um, I'm excited to see it. And the question really is going to be, in regards to the Switch 2, are all these Joy-Cons going to be uh, adaptable or transferable? Because for a lot of people who did invest on these Zelda collectible Joy-Cons, Splatoons, Princess Peach, are they going to be able to transfer over to the Switch 2? Or are they going to have to just end up buying a whole new set of cosmetics and is it going to take this long for cosmetics uh of variating cosmetics to come out for a console because we are pretty late into the switch's lifespan to be coming out with new cosmetics such as that especially so soon to the switch too and not have it transferable that's just a little side note 
Um, next, we also have Tekken 8. The reviews were released last week on IGN. It got a 9 out of 10. GameSpot got an 8 out of 10. PC World got a 4.5 out of 5. And Audience Ratings got a 4.6 out of 5. This game, if you like fighting games, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, It's also been noted to have a really great story to it. So it's not just a fighting game, but it has a good amount of lore and a good amount of uh, just, uh, what's the word, cinematics that captures your eye and a story that keeps your attention into it other than just a small clip between fights. There is a demo out on Steam. I'm not too sure if that demo is also out on console, but if it is a game that interests you, I recommend downloading the game, uh, demo, checking it out. It is one of the games I played at PAX, one of the more my more favorite games I played this last PAX, and I do plan on getting it when it comes out, so I recommend for anyone to check it out, but I'm also a fighting games fan. And last but not least, I did want to touch on this note a little bit. I know we're uh, coming close to that 15-minute mark, is uh, digital games. During the winter break, I read an article about... The creators of Assassin's Creed, I can't remember their name real quick. Give me a quick second. Ubisoft. So Ubisoft put an announcement that uh, fans or gamers are going to have to get used to not owning their games. This is a comment leaning more towards the subscription uh, functionality of gaming, Xbox Game Pass, Ubisoft, PlayStation both have a subscription service. Uh, Netflix has their own branch of games. Uh, this does tread a little bit of a interesting conversation. I would say a, a questionable trail for gaming where all games are playable through subscription. Though I love Game Pass and I agree it is one of the best deals in gaming. I think pushing every game to be only digital, digital and only on subscription, I feel like really would hinder a lot of gaming and being able to capture and hold on to the history of gaming because as time progresses uh if these companies no longer want to pay for servers or or data to hold these older games they're going to release it it's something that does happen with nintendo a lot the nintendo store shutting down for the 3ds that happened not too long ago where not only are you not able to buy or uh buy games or cosmetics or add-ons DLC and stuff, you aren't even able to download any more games off of the store. So if you have it downloaded, and it did put an ample amount of warnings out, and try to let everyone know ahead of time, so it's not blindsiding anyone, but they did uh, shut down that eShop, making it to where if you had a game or owned a game, but didn't have it downloaded on your 3DS, there's no way for you to access that game anymore. And if you had it downloaded and that 3DS may have broke or if you deleted it by accident, you're not going to be able to access that game again. And it does really limit uh, some of the functions, but that's with owning the game. If it's off a subscription service and a situation like that happens, you just lose the game, you lose the data, and you could probably very rarely go back to it if you find someone who recreated the game or copied it or downloaded it on some sort of format. Uh, whether they're supposed to or not to preserve the game. Uh, so it, it does lead a very questionable trail because we are leaning more towards digital games. It is something Microsoft commented on recently that the shift is going to be more towards uh, digital releases. Uh, games like Diablo, I don't believe even had a physical copy of it. It was just if you bought the game, you got a digital code for it. And companies are trying to lean more in that direction. It is cost 
cost effective, cost friendly. It it saves money, uh, which adds more to revenue, but it is also partially what's creating some job losses because now you don't need uh, workers to distribute it to vendors, stores, or create the the discs, the games, etc. That whole line of department is becoming obsolete, forcing people to uh, lose their jobs, which isn't ideal. But something to think about. Uh, I know I love physical games, but as time progresses, as you know, we get older, we get a little bit lazier, and having to actually physically change a disc in my console isn't something I'm always too excited about, which is why I love Game Pass. I'm able to access almost all my games without having to get up and change a disc. Uh, I do try to own the physical copies of at least my favorite games to preserve it and be able to play it. But it's just uh, just a thing to think about because I also have my old consoles, GameCubes, uh, Xbox. Uh, I have a Nintendo 64. And being able to go back and play those games, even if it's for just nostalgic purposes, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. So it's just interesting to keep an eye out on how the market of gaming is going and what that might lead to to gaming as the consumers or as the, the fans, the players, and what it would limit us in the future, 10, 15 years from now. But aside from that, I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week, a great rest of your day. I hope you guys are able to play a lot of games. Uh, my brother and I are planning to do an episode talking about Resident Evil 4. I know I talked about doing an episode on that a little bit. I wanted him to beat the game so we'll be able to both kind of talk about the game and bounce ideas back and forth on it. And just make it a little bit more uh, interesting to listen to. So stay tuned for that. And this Friday, I will be leasing, will be releasing an episode talking very briefly on the Dead Space remake. And if I have time on another indie game, I did beat uh, shortly after that. So stay tuned. Follow me on Twitter for at TasRhino. Please leave a review on whatever podcast service you're listening to. Or a like and a comment and a follow. It helps me out a long way. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and have fun gaming.